Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody, Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast, 111 Productions, iHeartRadio, iHeartMedia, iHeart Podcasts, uh, season six, episode eight. Let me hear your balalakis ringing out. And we have our intrepid crew, Suzanne French, the newly minted queen. Tara Suit is back yes. from her travels. And Amy Sugarman has arrived with bells on with informations that could make everybody tremendously happy. I almost couldn't sleep last night. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited about because this episode. Why? So I've always tried to remember when I met you. Because it was during Gilmore Girls. When I met, when you met me? Yeah, it was during Gilmore Girls. So I've always known that, right? I've always known we met during the era of Gilmore Girls. We didn't meet on the, on the uh, Becca and Tilly podcast? No, we met before that. We, we met did. during when you were on Gilmore Girls because you came over to iHeart and you did an interview with Valentine. So I can remember that oh, okay. on Kiss FM. Okay. Okay. But I couldn't figure out the other time I had met you. I was like, I know it existed. Mm-hmm. I also knew I had been to the set of Gilmore Girls, but I was like, why was I there? Okay. And I thought it was because there was a party once that you might remember on the lot. One of those right. like season premiere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we convinced our tram driver you had to take the tram into the party and we convinced our tram driver and i think he got in trouble to go through the gilmore girls set on our way out why would you get in trouble i thought i thought because it it was because it was was, off he like went off-roading basically so i thought that must have been when i went to the set 
But I had this weird memory. And this is like so ridiculous that I couldn't remember this until last night. I had this weird memory, but I've been to Emily and Richards. I've been to Emily and Richards. Mm-hmm. But I just thought maybe I'm just crazy. I was watching the episode last night. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you remember there's it. a scene <laughs> and everything came flooding back to me. So what year, what year, wait, let's do the synopsis. I like I'm over the, I, I can't, I'm freaking out. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, so, so, so you want a synopsis now before you reveal this information? Yes. Okay. And what Susan, year it was, what year it I, was. And okay. who's normal and Tara, this is on yeah. you. Yeah. No, Suzanne. It's Suzanne. Suzanne. Is it Suzanne? Sina- I guess yep. I'm, now I'm all I'm all a Twitter. I'm, I'm <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're all confused. Suzanne, <laughs> please take right. us away with your synopsisations. All right. Season six, episode eight. Let me hear your balalaikas ringing out. This aired November 8th, which actually is today's date, uh, 2005. <laughs> Amy's going crazy. Oh my god, I didn't realize that. <laughs> um so it's Rory, the 18th anniversary, right? It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, sorry. Rory is pleasantly surprised when her ex-boyfriend Jess appears at her grandparents' house and reveals he wrote a book. Rory agrees to go to dinner with Jess, and when Logan unexpectedly joins them, an ugly confrontation develops, leaving both Rory and Logan to face the choices they have made. Emily is concerned about Rory's sudden evasiveness and tries to exert some parental discipline. Meanwhile, Luke agrees to sponsor a local girls' soccer team, and Lorelai channels all her concerns about Rory into caring for her dog, Paul Anka. Amy, the floor is yours. First of all, Kenny Ortega directed this episode. Yes, did you say I that? Know that. No, I did not say that. You just right. said that. So, okay. okay. <laughs> so I texted you all last night a picture of a scene. Yeah. Did you see it? Yes. I, no. Scott, look at your phone. Go all into the right. I am all in group text. All right. I know. I know. Let me, let me get there. Hang on. Now, this isn't fair because I'm not on the group text. Oh, my God. What? Oh, you're not? You I'm not. So, oh, wait a minute. The, the two guys in the background, yeah, they're radio guys or something, yeah. right? Scott. Right. They're big, they're big, huge radio guys. I remember these guys. I was there. Oh, you were in the scene? Nope. I was on the set when they filmed that. Oh, because you were handling these guys because they're yes. under your auspices? Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Scott, what? are you with not always the perfect memory? You fully remembered it. Well, I mean, no, I saw these pictures last night when they were it, and I looked at the first one. I go, what the hell is this? And then I looked at the second one. Oh, it's, it's the two big shot radio guys. <laughs> so yeah. at the time. Right. And they loved you. You totally were in the scene. I think James Pettit set it up. So right. when we get to that scene, I'll give you more details. Okay. And then the surprise can happen. But this is also, so right around this time is when I met Matt Zucri for the first right. time. Because right. these radio guys were obsessed with Gilmore Girls. We who, loved who, it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Who, so who are they? Who, who, so they name. were, so they're, they're, it's crazy too, because it all comes around to podcasting. So right. those two guys are named Jack. And and stretch, right? And they were on right. Star ninety eight point seven in Los Angeles, and they were mm-hmm. big morning show guys, right? right. Big, yes, huge. Crazily, in a crazy turn, 
Uh If you Wikipedia podcasting, Mm -hmm. they are in the Wikipedia as some of the first most original podcasters. Really? And here we are, full (laughs) circle moment. And I now, I it was so, memories are so crazy because it was like so splotchy. And then I saw this and I was like, Oh my, oh my gosh. So did you call them? Of course. And, and I did. Com- I, are they coming on? Yeah. So we're going to have nice. oh, that's cool. one or both of them. Cool. And they remember it better because obviously if you right. were the one that was the background actor, you're going to have right. a better memory than me who was like right. just taking people to do this kind of, you know, right, stuff right, all the right. time. Oh man. But- are they, they're going to give some huge behind the scenes, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> if you rewatch the scene, they're uh, pretty good. They're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I remember them as being expert uh, extras. It's it's not an easy thing to do. And they were you know? really really good and you were amazing. Huh. So amazing because huh. obviously like I think you were in on it, right? Like either right. Pettit had asked you or you had come on the show. No, they asked my permission. Exactly. I had to, I had to approve it because it was my sort of day on my day there in the diner and you know and you and did. I'm like, I've, I've, with james it's like you know jay i'll say yes to james for anything i mean i, I love the guy right so it's and like you were, that's, that's gonna be a hard yes you were so you know? rad so rad and this yeah. is either the first time we met or the second time we met i can't remember then we didn't see each other again for like a decade Oh, and look at us now <laughs> <laughs> is, that's so crazy <laughs> <laughs> 18 anyway. year anniversary and they're back yes. jack and stretch coming at you with their own episode love that you remember it too i do i remember it very well i remember it very well because they were I, because really it was like funny. one of the first times i felt like i had any kind of power at all on that set <laughs> where i had i got to decide if they could come on and and do that thing and I said, but well, it was yes. So yes, rad. And that was mm-hmm. why and how I have been to Richard and Emily's because what happened was you guys were shooting over there. Mm-hmm. And there was this woman, Jamie White, who was also on the air with them. And I think either she came or a couple iHeart people. And I don't even know if we were called iHeart. We might have still been Clear, clear Channel. Channel. Yeah. We were still Clear Channel. And we wow. were there. And James took us around the set that wasn't being used while mm-hmm. you know because you're shooting for a long time like it was fun to watch for about nine minutes and then we were like we <laughs> and james took us around it's, it's so crazy i couldn't remember this until i saw it and then i was like wait did you go into the house or like the driveway no it's it was a set so like, we were in the set of the Gilmores, because it was a set yeah. on the lot, right? Uh, which which one? The Gilmore? The, yeah, the Richard was. and Emily. It was on a sound. It was on a sound stage. Yeah, I got yes. It. So we went onto that sound stage, mm-hmm. and we fully were in their house. It was yeah. just that's so cool. Epic. Yeah, epic. yeah. I think we had like three sound stages dedicated to our show. That's that's a lot of rent to pay, Warner Brothers. I'll yes, you, you know? did because we walked because when because obviously mm-hmm. they the shoot and it was night. I remember it being night, and pulling my car on like I got to park close, kind of like I remember being like kind of special. 
Right. And that was either the first or second time we met. So we had either met before that when you did a different interview at the mm-hmm. iHeart or you right. came on right after. So that's fuzzy. But so what year you know, was it? 2005. You know, just, you know, a sidecar note, sidebar on the world of sound stages over at Warner Brothers. It's like this. It's like these. It's a city of sound stages with street names and corners and neighborhoods. And there are all these massive sound stages. And you could be coming out of your Gilmore sound stage. And the next sound stage over is Drew Carey. So you could <laughs> walk to lunch and say, hey, Drew. And then keep walking, and then the other sound, the soundstage across the street is Ocean's Eleven. Is hi George, hi Brad, you know. And then you keep <laughs> going, and you're seeing all these people, and it's all of these different shows and movies working simultaneously. It is a mm-hmm. wild and wild Friends situation. and the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well I, I, I never, he, I never got close to that stage. I'll tell you. You that didn't. <laughs> Lauren did that a lot. Well, Ellen, she, Ellen yeah. came to Warner over. Brothers like halfway through, right? She wasn't on Warner Brothers a lot at first, right? Oh, really? Yeah, because I remember I was I watched it. It was always on TV, like after school, and uh, I remember there was like a big moment where she was moving to Warner Brothers. I just don't Wait, know Tara, what year that would be. How old were you in two thousand five? I was thirteen. Oh. <laughs> Stop. You and I were just working away, doing basically what we're doing now. I was 45. Seventh grade. By the way, I know we'll get into it. Bravo. This was an amazing. I literally wrote in my notes. I love uh, Luke so much. I don't know. It's a good, do good episode. It's a good episode for Lukey. Yeah. Oh. Beyond. Well, let's get into it. Let's let's get into it. Let's you know that I'll get I'll get to it, but you know there's a viral TikTok sound from this episode going around right now, right? What's no. the sound? What's well, the sound? well when we get there, I don't want to jump to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and when I start on the business, I understand now, it's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. 
Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is an iconic episode. Yeah, basically, yeah. This speech, there's so, there's this, uh, look, this is a 10 out of 10. This is a 100 out of 10. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold your horses here, there, partner. (laughs) Hang on a second. I know you're excited. I forgot to let you rate the episode last week. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people let us know that we all rated it and then we're like, bye. No, I gave it a four, I thought. A four? Oh, no, no. No, the perfect episode, the one I love so much? Yeah. I gave it a 10. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah, no, I I did rate it. I did rate it. Unless you edited me out. What's going on? What's happening? (laughs) Power play. What's going on? Play. uh, hmm? Did you guys, I mean, right from the start, you see that Milo is a guest star. Oh, yeah. With the the recap part. Like, yeah. Yeah, we kind of gave it away. Yeah. What do you think of this episode? Oh, I I like a lot of it. Some of it I thought was a little off for me. I, yeah, yeah. What parts were off other than the paint? The paint I could have done without. <laughs> I didn't mind the paint. I, I didn't think it was hugely funny, uh, but it was pretty funny. Um, you know, I I think I I wanted to see the Death and Light Brigade. Oh. In a better light, and mm-hmm. I putting him in a Rathskeller, listening to a folk singer, and throwing stuff at her. I thought was t- not wise. I didn't. I like agree that. with you. Made them I look didn't like-, like that. And they and and it was kind of a dead scene. They were just sort of sitting there, all bored, and it's just not like them. And and then they were so drunk they couldn't walk, and it yeah. was just it was just sort of a little over the top for me. You know, it made them look like. A bleeps, A S S bleeps. It really did. It yeah, really. We were really though. Did. I mean, they looked like that in a lot of episodes. <laughs> this but was their lowest moment for me. I think yeah. so. I think when they're being A bleeps in other situations, at least they're you're chuckling a little bit and they're having yeah. some fun, you know. And it's a it's a lively scene. This was just kind of dead flat. 
these guys, you know, nobody likes them. They're not being likable at all. And it was just sort of a throwing stuff trip. at the singer was rude. Yeah, I mean, it's just and then like, I love the scene between Logan and Rory. I think it's an incredible scene. I, you know, Zucre is amazing. He's, he's so good. He's so they good. They are both amazing, but yeah, he looks like a big butt jerk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like every the, the, his character kind of really got destroyed there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think boy. it was the first time mm-hmm. that like, because they're supposed to be like the rich kids, the popular ones. And I think we've all, we've always liked them so much. And it was the first time that now us as an audience really don't like them. Because yeah. I, th- I think that for people who go to Yale, they don't want to hang out with them. Like they're like the cool kids who are jerks. But like they've always seemed somewhat charming in our eyes. Yeah, that's really accurate, Tara. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought it was unfortunate that they made it so easy for us to hate them and so easy for us to welcome almost forgive rory for i mean i don't she i don't know if she was cheating i can't you can't say she was cheating on on logan right yeah that was awkward though but i definitely didn't feel right so what is the appropriate let's take a poll what's the appropriateness of that she you know he's in her bedroom she's dating this guy she's in love with logan she they're having this relationship but he, you know, ultimately Milo snaps her out of it mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Um, but just given that, uh, you know, Milo got so deep so fast after being away for so long as a changed person, mm-hmm. was it appropriate that she was going out to dinner with him when Logan was out of town? How do you guys feel about that? I, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I, I don't think that they were acting inappropriately. They were two, you know, friends that hadn't seen each other in a long mm-hmm. time and they were just going out to dinner. Like, I didn't feel like there was anything romantic or anything mm. going on but there. So had, I didn't have an right. issue with that. I but thought, they had, da- they had dated and they were very serious though at one time. Well, years ago, I mean, right. they but still, I felt kind of okay about it. The, the, actually the bedroom scene didn't bother me as much as I felt bad for Logan. I actually mm-hmm. felt bad for Logan when he pulled up. I did too. I it didn't. made me. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, oh, you guys, he's her boyfriend. Well, so here's here's my thinking guy of basically it. Basically, going on a so date she's home. never allowed to talk to anyone she's ever dated. No, she past. totally is. <clears throat> well, totally is. Logan yeah, was where, about to pee it? on her to mark his territory. I didn't. I didn't like Logan at all. Or communication way. between uh, Rory and Logan about what they're doing that night. You know? Yeah, Rory could have just texted Logan. I mean, it was it was what Rory and Jess were doing was innocent, and Jess er, and Logan. Was I, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that it wasn't. I'm just saying that you know, couples that are coupled up and loved up like that, you know, they'll text each other. Hey, tonight I'm going out with an old yeah, friend. Yeah, I, I, I would have done date. that. I would have done that. Yeah. You know, so for me, call call me and you know, like be respectful, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I know. If he, I don't know if Logan is returning that favor. Is is Logan in a commit? Is he committed to Rory? Now they point? are. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So they they're are. in a committed relationship, and they're both adults, right? I, you know. So yeah, I I thought that. Yeah, I, I don't know. So for me, I I didn't think it was appropriate to go up to the bedroom because also no, right. Emily's 
in the next room so why why wouldn't you just talk downstairs like that, that was, was the one, my question that was the one right, thing that right, flagged right. me and yeah. then if he shows up like rory also logan's drunk so she's not going to call him in that moment i think she should have been like hey like this happened last night but she agreed to the dinner the next mm-hmm. night so i think she should have told logan like hey my mm-hmm. old friend who happened to be my best my my ex-boyfriend is in town i'm going to dinner with him i wanted to let you know yeah but Mm-hmm. I also don't think the way that Logan acted was appropriate. So it's kind of like, like, listen, I know he's mad, but he was just being a jerk. It was a yeah, hot but the mess. Thing, but the thing is, is, uh, you know, he was blindsided. Right. He was he absolutely was blindsided. He was completely blindsided by that. Yeah, so it's, I agree. It's, it's hard for a hearty young dude to... Be gracious and cool in that situation when you're that in love with somebody. It, yep. it feels like a massive betrayal. So you sort of go into a state of shock. I have no experience here. I've just people have told me what it's like. Um, <laughs> I rest assured. But it's it's. I don't see the humor in that, Amy. I don't. Are you implying that I'm lying? No, not at all. Also, was the <laughs> no. last time that they saw each other when he. Was the last time they saw each other when he tried to like go to the dorm and and get back together? Was that? I like, feel that, like it was like yeah, I think his so. mom's wedding. But like the way that I guess for me, and again, like I'm I'm Team Jess. I always have been. So like this episode was like the best episode for this season for me. But I kind of was like she was just so happy as if like everything that happened in the past just like went away, which I yeah. understand. But she was a little like too welcoming and then i kind of think like maybe she needed that because her life is just in shambles at the moment and she doesn't know what's happening so she needed that comfort but the way she's like yeah come on in or like yeah i'll go to dinner with you tomorrow night i'm like did you forget that you let this guy down right Mm. did you think he was being uh jess was being a little stalkerish Nope. No. Like, like getting, like getting the address from Luke, and then no. just sort of like no. coming I, through the gate, and here I am. And what, what if she wasn't there? I thought the gate thing was a little weird because that, if they had just closed <laughs> down the bar, it's what like two o'clock in the morning, and okay, he's like, yeah, skulking outside the gate in the middle of the night. Like that <laughs> so was it's a little three, weird. It's three a.m. Basically, <laughs> I didn't get yeah, that. That was a little <laughs> odd. I just thought everything about Jess in this episode was amazing. I'm like, this guy all right, is a all right. All right. He's totally going his, out of order. Okay. He's got yeah. his, it, his bleep. He's got his bleep together. He's got right, it let's, together. Let's put a pin in this discussion and let's start the from the beginning. Amy, take us from scene one. We're you know we're twenty minutes into the podcast. Let's start. So, <laughs> so we're at Lorelai's house and the whole painting situation is happening. Mm-hmm. And Paul Anka's got some stuff going on with the shoes, right? So like. Right. My immediate question was like, what's going on with Paul Anka? Right? That was, yeah, mm-hmm. that was my red flag on the whole like, episode. Because it's just like a dog. I, just, I don't know. I weird. thought it was kind of a nice, cute little opening scene between Luke and Lorelai. And it wasn't, it wasn't fall over funny, but it was humorous. Yeah, it wasn't you know, there, were, yeah. there were chuckles and it was very relationshipy and. And yeah, how, yeah. It, it showed it how, totally, yeah. how comfortable the they good. are and they're planning their lives and they, they're doing it together. And of course, Luke's going to be a little frustrated with, and picks up the shoes. He puts them down, you know, gets a beer. I, I just, I thought, I thought it was a nice opening. Um, 
Yeah, it was all good. Yeah. Nice opening. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I thought it was a cute scene. The whole subplot of the shoes and Paul Anka, I didn't enjoy. But that Although scene, the payoff mm-hmm. was my, yeah. my I don't like it either. You're right, Suzanne. It was sort of like same thing I feel about the paint, but the payoff <laughs> at the end of realizing she's not even talking about Paul Anka. She's talking about Rory. Of and course. Paul yeah. Anka was at Rory's and, door. Right. And we've jumped all to the roads lead now. to Rory. Right. And okay. <laughs> so that she's was... jumped to the end. <laughs> and I give it a 10. <laughs> Shortest episode well, ever. Somebody get a grip, please. So I my problem was so the next scene, uh-huh. I got a little distracted. We go into the diner because immediately that's when I see. Milo's name, which obviously I knew it was coming because he was in the recap, and Kenny Ortega's. So all of a sudden, I was like, oh, yeah, I am so stoked right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But this is where mm -hmm. we get the soccer thing. So the kids come up to the counter, Mr. Megan That was was nice. That was cute. cute. Yeah, I thought those those little actresses were really good, too. Yeah. They They were really good. They were cute. It was really a charming little scene. And even Um, though they're like vultures those soccer girls they were all great actresses they were all great oh they were terrific they were terrific and i love Um, i just love the cuteness of it i love the i I love the whole thing right like really Mm -hmm. cute very gilmore very stars hollowy Mm -hmm. good way to soften luke you know yeah get him a little happy i like how they do that um Mm -hmm. reminds me that that picture of uh, of Luke oh, sitting on the bench, despondent, and then the three little ballerinas next to him. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You know that gosh. iconic photo? Yeah. It yeah. really kind of says it all. So. so then we get Rory and Logan on the phone, and we know that he's got to do something with his dad. And, like, we, we get mm-hmm. the vibe of, like, yeah, he's so not to Omaha. Yeah. Which becomes important i think there's a lot of importance to that later on mm-hmm. um and we get the vibe that like things are not going great for rory right like she's sort of just being followed by emily at all times and we kind of you know he says Let's that was uncomfortable very i don't everything like... emily is not good in this episode but but it's uh, but it's like here we have uh rory who's dropped out you know, they're they're giving her a place to stay. You know, they're giving her a livelihood, a job, a chance to, you know, do the DAR thing. And maybe it's not her life work, but at least they're keeping her busy and keeping her circulated and keeping her out there. Um, and then there's all this tension between these two, and Rory doesn't want to look at her, she doesn't even want to turn around, she doesn't that want to That was talk weird to too. Grandma, you're just a pain in my butt and eye rolling, and I'm just I really late. I gotta get away from you because you're such an a uh, a pain in my ass, and it just—it's like that's not yeah. how I want to see this relationship, and that's not how they are. Like it's Emily is being are. way over right. the top, and Rory's being a brat. Like Rory's yeah. not like they. Come on, you literally yeah. got arrested for stealing a freaking yacht. You suddenly want to drop out of school. You're not speaking to your mother. These people saved your ass. And you're I'm being all kind for. Of like, look, I can't judge her on the yacht thing. I'm all for. I'm pro yacht theft. <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> I've sailed with other sailors in protest guess- against <laughs> yachting theft laws. Yachts are just for the taking. So I get that Emily has become very overbearing as soon as they realize like she's having sex because they don't want her to get pregnant. So they've lost their minds. Right. And they're so overbearing and right. she's just nuts. 
Rory is obviously getting irritated by it, but she's so rude. And like, I, that's her grandmother. Right. And like, yeah. Right. yeah. I think kind of her privilege and her, the privilege of her peers is like rubbing off on her a bit. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she got and it think, so right. easy. Like she stole the yacht and now she's living in basically a mansion, mm-hmm. not going to school, doing whatever she wants. And she even says, yeah. I I'm 21. I can go wherever I want. You don't, you're, you can't ground me. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. a bit of, I think, I think the privilege of Logan and, her peers are rubbing off on her yeah 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 she talks about how they just party all the time like that's all they do now is just drink and party and that scene i think really shows how she's she's starting to have doubts though about was it a good idea to move in here with my grandparents because now the you know the novelty's wearing off it's starting to get a little harder and so then when i don't want to get too far ahead but then when jess comes along he really kind of pushes her over that cliff and she really sees okay wait what what is really going on here but you can start mm-hmm. to see a chink in that armor um in that scene with with emily mm, yeah i think maybe and obviously the 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 writing staff said let's show let's portray rory in this episode uh in as uh dark a light as we can possibly show her so that the jess scene shaming her out of that light and in back into the light uh will have impact so it's like at her lowest point at right yeah you needed that contrast a bit uh, it's felt a little forced to me Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 the only thing. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step, and you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step, because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, 
sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When y'all were talking, it's interesting because what came to my mind is like, I was very judgy of Logan in this episode. And he's like a big A bleep. Rory's an A bleep too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To her grandmother. And just Mm -hmm. like, yuck. Like, and you're right, kind of bringing up just how privileged these people all are. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm-hmm. you know hard to sympathize with them and their plight you know it's 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 right it's like get your bleep together Rory. I know go back like, to know, school right, logan right, stop being a right. big baby tell your dad you don't want to like stop work proving mitchum huntsberger right yeah right yes God. Get, over, get get tough and get back in the fight and right? logan was so like that to rory right like he's very mm-hmm. sort of inspiring to her and he's kind of like basically to well we'll get there but he's like i accepted your decisions but i didn't tell you to do this and you you know you could have done anything you wanted go get go be a journalist go be a clown be whatever you want but logan should take that too Mm -hmm. logan go tell mitchum you don't want Mm -hmm. his money go become whatever you want to do these are all big babies a bunch of big babies yeah i think enough time has gone by for rory to Re- reassess and get back in the fight. Yeah, yeah. I I, totally, I, I, I feel totally. like the show really needs it. And it's kind of the show is kind of wandering a little bit, you know. And it's mm-hmm. like let's get it back on the Rory and, track. Yeah, and, I feel like we're you know. getting there. But right. <laughs> so after sort of all that, and you know, mm-hmm. Paris can sleep over here, and you need to give me twenty four hours notice for dinner, and just sort of this. <laughs> like I understand the teenager in me was like. <laughs> F off, grandma. But yeah. like the the adult me was like, well, well she's be respectful. Also- she's being so nice to you and just wants you to have dinner and you know mm-hmm. this weird dress and the whole thing, like <clears throat> very right. Russian tea dress. So then we go to the house and now Babette's in on the paint mess. <laughs> I loved that scene. It was so cute. <laughs> well, and Luke off camera, which I do like when they do that because that they do do that from time to time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Luke is off camera, but very present in the scene. I thought you were a little mean with the yelling, but pretty, pretty good. When you're like, stop that off camera, yeah. but, but pretty good. I can't, I can't do it over again. Sorry. <laughs> I want to, too, but I can't. I thought it was funny. I, I thought it, it 
played well and babette thought he was yelling at her and she's like oh i'm so sorry and <laughs> she's like, no, great Lorelai. i just thought it was really funny lorelei's in like the prettiest black dress like with sparkles she really yes. gets gussied and the up shoes, the I, yeah. yeah i did really really good oh, and then literally melt my heart she goes into the kitchen and Luke oh. is on the phone getting the jerseys. And I just was like, excuse me, swoon. Like, I was swooning over you, Scott. Sorry to be creepy. What? No, no, no. <laughs> Give me all you got. Give me you were so cute and charming and adorable. Where? When? And just like, where? The whole episode. When he was ordering oh. the uniforms. I thought that was cute too. Like, because Luke is usually kind of standoffish about the town stuff but yeah. now that he's got this soccer team like they're gonna have the best hats they're gonna have the best jerseys because he doesn't want them to look like bag ladies and like it just was cute to see how invested he was in right. this whole this whole soccer thing oh yeah Good and then stuff. they're ordering shirts for the dog and it was so cute yeah it was a cute scene Yep. Yeah, adorable. And you wanted the fan, everything fancy and the just the whole thing. But you could just hear it ringing out through America. Francine, wake up, Grandpa. Luke's ordering shirts for the kids' soccer team. You know, <laughs> it was really the hats, and you just it was really adorable. <clears throat> and we go to the scene none of us like. We're which, in the which bar. One is that? So now we're in the bar with Finn and Colin and Logan and the folk singer. Just First of all, yeah. I like folk singing. Like, I'm into that. I thought that girl was pretty good, actually. Yeah, it was Hopefully. a good song. The Kingston Trio, that was a good song. Yeah, oh, you I know was the like, song. Mm -hmm. you with the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> the one flag wow. I have on this play is... Uh -huh. Hello? It's so obvious they're on the Warner Brothers lot. I yeah. know. Yeah. Yep. It does. Well, look and like then a town I was like all, the but, the yeah. the entryway to the bar. I'm like, isn't that Yale? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wasn't the coffee shop right there? Like a season ago. Yeah. I just was like, I'm on mm. the Warner Brothers. Like, I get lot. it. it sounds yeah. like, it was a little too obvious for me. They, they were like ten feet away from Rory's study tree. <laughs> <laughs> totally, and like. It's a messy scene. First of all, who if you're really at Yale, finding parking like that would never happen. There'd be like they're like the only car prime, on the block. Yeah. Prime parking. <laughs> That's never happening. Like I've been on a college campus. And it was just messy. I, I wrote eek messy. I don't love it. Like the whole scene was messy. And I know it was intentionally messy. And they're all drunk. And Logan is so drunk, gross mm -hmm. drunk. Yeah. yeah. He was drunk from the table. He was light drunk. Like he plays drunk pretty well because I knew he was drunk in the pub. And then it just went downhill. And I was like, I don't like. Anything. So far, nobody's likable in this episode. It's 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 kind of amazing. <laughs> I except did laugh, Luke and Lorelai, except for Luke and Lorelai, yeah, right? and Paul Anka <laughs> and the soccer kids, um, and the soccer kids. I did laugh in that scene when <clears throat> I think it was Colin said, "I've forgotten how to get in the car," and then Finn says, "Do you have the owner's manual?" <laughs> that that did make me laugh. Was, no. It was yeah, it was like amusing. So then we get what you guys call stalker scene, and I call it amazing. <laughs> and we suddenly Jess is in the driveway. And you're right. It was two in the morning, which is a little odd. <laughs> it, it was just the timing that seemed weird. Everything else I, I was all for. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked their banter right off the bat. I was like, you know, the awkwardness. You look good. You want to come did in? She shoves her pillow on the door. Like, 
the banter is great with them, the book, all of it. Did you notice mm. how she was totally trying to downplay the whole DAR thing? Yep. She's like, yeah. oh, it's just temporary. She yeah. said, I can't remember everything she said, but she was trying to downplay the whole thing with living with her grandparents and the DAR. So you can definitely see she cool. acts different with Jess than she does with Logan. But but, but yeah. it's it's an amazing juxtaposition from where she was in season one and two at the fancy private school. And here's this kind of, you know, kid who's in trouble and not good enough for her, according to everybody. But they had a thing. And now look at them a couple of years later. He's mm -hmm. living in Philly. He's published. He's got a steady job. He's published he's a book. Doing, he's great. He's doing better he's than doing she is. doing what he wants to do. Yeah, she looks amazing, yeah. too. His hair. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I also like in this, I, I really... What I loved about Jess, and I always will, but he he didn't put Rory down. Now, I know I'm, later on he kind of puts her in her place, but he doesn't judge her when he's she's You're like, right. I'm not in school. He like Because he knows it's not his place in that moment to be like, what are you doing? Like, he's mm -hmm. just letting her do her thing. And I think mm -hmm. he always has. But then, you know, I think it's a special moment when at the end he says, like, you know, you really, what, what did he say exactly? I don't, I don't have this this line in front of me but he says something along yeah. the lines of like you you really inspired me or or you right yeah, yeah. i couldn't have done it without you or the something conversation like about yeah. the book was so sweet yeah he mm -hmm. can't do it without her and she, he she's so complimentary of him mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. just have such a nice <clears throat> friendship and relationship and i will say it's one of the strongest scenes in the in the year in the life so I, I know I'm still, jumping ahead, but like their I still relationship think, is. I, I still think it's odd that he shows up <laughs> like that. He <laughs> had he had her. He could have gotten her phone number and just called True, her. True, but that and, would and make not, such good television. He he might have been afraid that she would reject him again or not Dude, return the call. We're just making a or, show. This is those moments yeah, where yeah, I go. Yeah, it's and a he great said, freaking show. He said, um, he I'm said, I'm not saying it's not a great freaking show. I just said, in that <laughs> no, moment, I know, but it's for the moment, uh, you know, 2 a.m. Right. It's crazy town. It's like, come on. <laughs> it's totally crazy town. You're right. Like it's supposed to be evolved. I mean, he's like, he doesn't know those boundaries. Well, right. Or show up in the morning. I look, I get yeah. But it's just it's totally... so it's okay, you know, because he's just because he's got great hair. It's okay. Come on in because you have great hair. <laughs> Otherwise, if you had shitty hair, I'm sorry, if you had bad hair, but, you know, then it's a My thing, thing is you're right. Y'all right in throwing this flag on it. Like, right. Why did they write it like that? That it's the middle of the night and there he is. Like, why wouldn't they just do it in the morning? Like that you went to the diner. He went to the diner in the morning and then she goes out to her car to run her errands. And there he is. Like the timeline's so bizarre. But the scene, he's still he's still he's still that dysfunctional Jess that doesn't respect boundaries. <laughs> it's, it was weird. Sorry, it was but weird. I will say what he said. So I got, I got the line. He says, "I just basically wanted to show you that, uh, tell you tell you that I couldn't have done it without you." And I feel yeah. like yeah. I would want to tell someone that in person too. Like totally. I, I don't. Yeah. I if if we're throwing a flag on the play, right. I feel like right. I would want to say that to someone's face. Because it's just the timeline. Yeah, he wanted to weird. say yeah. it so badly to her that he broke into it. The line I love because though is he knew he goes, his hair was filled with aqua. His hair was on he was point. looking good. So his hair so, was actually better when he goes out with Logan. But 
This oh, line God. I love. Gotcha. I can't. <laughs> I can't keep up with the hair. <laughs> Did you uh, graduate, Doogie? so so listen i i also like the fact that he asked permission if they could talk again yeah Mm -hmm. i thought that was that was very gentlemanly and very respectful so it did show some growth right would it be okay if we talked again i mean Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be here for a couple of days and he asked permission so he's lovely he's lovely (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Then we go to the scene that just really shocked me, and I didn't remember it. You guys are at the soccer game. You're looking so freaking adorable. Oh my god! You're in the jerseys. I'm like, this is so cute. Did you notice cute? The jersey over the flannel shirt. I loved that. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. totally. I was like, this is so adorable. And then all of a sudden, I did not see it coming. I was like, they're animals. I totally mm-hmm. forgot about this. Yeah, that was funny. I love that scene. And I, I just, I, you know, it's <clears throat> memory's a strange thing. Uh, I don't. I didn't remember any of that. Oh, really? And it was one of the rare times we got to be on location and outside, and we had to show up at a different location than Warner Brothers. And there's a soccer field, and like, yeah, you're outside. And it looked real. That looked up. real. Yeah. Well, it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> it was yeah. also just the banter with Luke and Lorelai. That just like those yeah. are some of my favorite. I wrote it down as my favorite lines. It was yeah. that was great, and the yeah the conversation in the truck and like. <laughs> I thought that that uh, the, their reactions in the truck that they feared the little girls so much that they were getting down. I don't. I was. I don't know if I'm buying that. Was that a little odd to you guys? It was over the top for oh, sure. Yeah, it was way over the top. I still. And you bring it. it back around with the scene in the diner where you're then not afraid of the girls and you're still having them for burgers and you're trying to say like, no, girls, we need to be. Donkey kicking each other or whatever. Right, he- right. That was that was a great scene. But but I thought the truck scene was just it was a little much. Yeah, oh, I like. I, I had a flag on the truck because that is not the same truck that Luke drives around. Stars. Oh. Did you notice oh, how the paint was all messed up? Yeah, I actually did notice that, but I didn't think too much into it. Yeah, oh my God. and then good eye. Well, my husband watched it with me last night, and we were talking about it. And he he says that the truck in that episode was a Ford. You, I guess you could tell like from the grill, but the the truck that Luke drives around Stars Hollow is a Chevy. So I don't know, like you know, mm-hmm. maybe they couldn't rent the correct green truck that day, so they just gave them <laughs> oh some other God. green truck. Why but... didn't they buy the green truck? I hope they because the it. guy wouldn't sell it, and to rent no. it was expensive. Yeah. Really? I tried to I tried to buy it. Stop. Tell me more. Okay, wait. Tell me everything. So they did I, rent it. Yeah, the guy the guy loaned it out for a price to the production all those years. And then I had a a really good relationship with the head of Transpo, a great guy. We should get on Mike Padovich. Good good dude. Yeah. And uh uh I said, Mike, I, I gotta buy this truck. I love this truck. Oh, that want to have this truck he goes there's no way he guy's not going to sell it <laughs> not going to sell it so i i offered a price for it and he, he got back to me and said he didn't go for it he's not he's not selling so mm. I if wanted, i was I wanted, super I rich truck. super mm-hmm. rich i would love to buy you that truck <laughs> that would be awesome that would be so oh. rad i'm not 
able to buy you that truck, but just know I want to. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. <laughs> that would be such well, an iconic. Well, that's as good a present as I've ever gotten. That would be okay. an iconic <clears throat> TikTok if we surprised you on the Warner Brothers lot with that truck with a big bow uh, that, on it. You know. You don't have to do that. I, 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 I appreciate that, but that would be so rad. Maybe if we like just suddenly, I don't know, we get right. a big bonus. We'll get you. Yeah. Let, oh, let's do that. No, I'd, I'd want you to in, invest in, in corn futures or something. Um, <laughs> all the way things are going. No, I guess not. <laughs> oh my God. So, Okay. Then we go to the scene that is awkward and uncomfortable, but mm. also um, mm. amazing. So Jess is tossing the rocks and he's so cute. And I'm like, he's so cute. And she comes out. What were you, she, what were you saying to yourself? Were you something about what? Not only was he's, I saying it to myself, I wrote it down. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and now the flag on the play I do have is that she doesn't know anything about Hartford. Like isn't Yale yeah. in Hartford? I'm like, girl, you know, Hartford. Well, Yale's in New Haven, but she's been, oh. I mean, her yeah. grandparents have lived in Hartford like forever. So she you, sort yeah. of explains it. At she's, least one yeah. or two restaurants. And she says, I just took the bus and whatever. So, oh, that's right. Chilton's in Hartford. Pardon me. Anyway, yeah. I mm-hmm. was so mm-hmm. uncomfortable in my stomach when Logan pulled up. Ugh, I, I was like, I am so uncomfortable. Oh, did you guys feel that way? Yeah, because like mm-hmm. I wish I wish he wasn't like that, like hard right off the bat. Like I kind of wish he like eased into like if you want to be a jerk, like uh, be a she jerk. Got caught with a, a very cute well, dude no, with great hair. Totally, Come and I, I agree that she should have told Logan. But like right off the bat, I was like, Oh, uh, you're put you're yourself really in a there. guy's shoes, man. Do you know about territoriality? Dudes are different. Yeah, but I'd be fake a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. Fake? He just went into alpha male mode like the second he stepped out of the car. And even like his body language, like he was like leaning over Rory and like he was making it clear that, you know, she was his property. And I I don't know. I didn't like it. (sighs) It also kind of reminds me of Lorelai. Like Lorelai. Yeah, because Lorelai didn't tell Luke about seeing oh my god yeah it was it was the same thing and we had that conversation before like it's the same thing that lorelei should have told luke that um Mm. sorry what's what's rory's dad's name i'm blanking christopher christopher sorry you know um (laughs) like it's kind of the same thing it's kind of like it's very similar yeah so you wouldn't want a guy acting that way you wouldn't want your boyfriend acting that way if he caught you going behind his back no i thought logan on a date with your ex-boyfriend but it wasn't of course it was no it wasn't it wasn't a date but i feel like he shouldn't have been that intense in that moment like he should have kind of played with it and then had a conversation with rory like yeah like because think about it luke and and logan are complete opposites and look how they handled those two situations so differently but like luke did say like i wish you told me you know and i think that's the way of handling it to me logan was fine and jess was fine and rory was a babbling mess because she knew she sort of was not totally it's not like she'd done something wrong but she hadn't done it right that's where i'm at on it it's like 
she wasn't wrong. They weren't going to hook up. She's not cheating, but she didn't handle it properly. And also because she thought he was out of town. Yuck. Like you have a phone. Tell him what's going on. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like you talk to him every day. You call him. So just okay, be put like, yourself in put yourself in in uh, Logan's situation. I would okay? feel like you, you, well, hang on, Tara. You yeah. go away on a business trip. You come back early because you want to surprise your boyfriend. He's leaving his house with a with a really attractive girl that he used to date. <laughs> yeah. Telling me you wouldn't be pissed off? No, I I would be pissed off. What I'm saying Give is that I wouldn't break. be that intense and I would I would I wouldn't do it in front of like the girl or Jess. Mm-hmm. I would do it in front of my boyfriend and pull them aside and be like this is messed up. I just wouldn't act like that in front of someone else. I, I actually thought Logan acted kind of okay considering I how bad it was. He was very mm-hmm. like Logan-y how you doing okay and then he's like yeah let's all go to dinner I got the arm around because he's kind of peeing on his territory yeah and she has the weird awkward hand mo- motion did you see that she's all you got to rewatch the body language it's like, listen he he wasn't he wasn't pissed at Jess he right. was pissed at Rory yeah for not telling for going yeah. behind his back right. like that and he was ex- taking it out on Jess yeah, that's right. You can't you can't take it out on her. You got to take it out on the 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 unsuspecting dude. Of course, <laughs> totally, you know, totally. And I'm also yeah. thinking and the, more. And the unsuspecting dude is supposed to go, "Wow, sorry, didn't know you were dating somebody. I should go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. That's what a classy guy does. Getting caught in that situation, like, oh god, I'm in a bad yeah. situation. I don't want to cause friction between you two. Listen, sorry. Have a great night. No disrespect to you, guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's look. what you do. So both Rory and Jess were in the wrong. Yeah. I'm not going to throw a flag on Logan at all. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Scott. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on 
you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So two things really, and I did rewind it. I'm not going to lie. I watched this scene like three times. So he puts the arm around and then she has sort of the awkward hand motion. And then if you stay your eyes on it, Jess does like a head shake, like where he's just like, oh gosh. I didn't catch that. Rewatch the scene. Their body language was really well done. I did well, catch that Logan said he's like specifically excluded Jess and said, You can follow us over there. But if they could have all gone in Rory's car and all gone together, but he specifically <laughs> was like, No, talk to the hand. You're going to take your own transportation. Yeah, yeah he's got God, a she's, you don't think he's going to jump in Rory's car, do you, with the three of them? No, right. Her jalopy compared to his. He board. was trying to lose him, and he should have. He should have. The, the guy doesn't have enough sense to bow out. You know, he's oh. going to try to lose him. Yeah, I don't know. I, if you I were see Jess, that whole scene differently. That's well, okay. Tell us. Tell how do you, us what how you, do you see it? Yeah. No, I just, tell. I tell. I just think that I was just annoyed by Logan's aggression, mm-hmm. um, and. To me, it wasn't a date. It was just like they said they were going to go have some dinner and talk about whatever they were going to talk about. I didn't I didn't have that big of a problem with it. And if if I was in that situation and I came home from a business trip early and my husband was, you know, leaving with his ex, I would I I agree that it would have been nice to get like a heads up, but I wouldn't be all like, you know, up in her grill on the driveway. I Oh, I'd be crying. No, maybe that's maybe that's just I just talking trust about, my look, husband that he's about, not dating someone behind my back. It's just to me a trust yeah, thing. But we're talking about kids here. We're oh, talking I'd be about crying, yeah. Twenty year olds. Scott. It's different. It's different. I'm the first person to disagree with Scott, and this time I'm right. What with you, you just agreed with me? What is no, this? That's what I'm, saying. The I'm, the first, like this. I'm the first person that normally disagrees with you. And on this one, I am just in lockstep. Okay. If, yeah. Yeah. Oh like if God. I was Logan and I was me and I mm-hmm. pull up to surprise my boyfriend and he's there with his ex-girlfriend going oh, to dinner, looking all oh. cute. I wouldn't be aggressive. I would just start crying. I would just be like, oh, what's 
That is aggressive. And then uh, yeah. I guess let's, we, okay, let's go in order. So then we, Lorelai's home. She's got the paint is sort of like all the stuff's laid out for the paint. And the shoes are all lined up and we see Paul Anka, And then she calls the diner where Luke is at the diner with the soccer team. And this is our big scene we need to talk about. That's life changing. <laughs> but first let's just talk about Luke with the soccer team girls. Like he's just like, um, girls. I thought it was so cute. He's at the head of the table. <laughs> <laughs> with all the girls yeah <laughs> and he's being and so nice he's being so sweet i mean like i want you guys to win but do you need to murder you know the other team <laughs> and they're just like we need to be aggressive or they'll roll over us they need to eat dirt <laughs> <laughs> although they i did agree with- and you fed it to him <laughs> i did agree with him being like Oh, forget boys are boys like we want to win and then i was sort yeah, of like here, here here's one thing i learned um that girls at that age are far more aggressive and far more coordinated and far better athletes than little boys are at that oh. age in every single discipline baseball soccer uh, I basketball i watched you know in my new neighborhood i watched a girls softball team and they're like nine ten eleven year old girls and I watched them practice and they were so good and they hit the ball so far with such perfect technique. And I went up to the coach and I said, what is going on here? These girls are like 10 times better than any boys their own age or even boys Uh-oh. older than them. He goes, yeah, that's how it is. There's two sports. So girls water polo is like a super hot sport. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's making a huge, like, Rise, I don't know what the word is. Tennis. Girls flag football. Oh, oh really? Steve really? Young, you know, um the sure, 49er. The yeah. He is coaching, I believe, his daughters, girls flag football. High school. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Totally rough. Exercise. It's that's fun. Cool. Yeah. As a former soccer mom, the girls' games are more fun to watch than the women's yeah. games. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yay. Very, very no girls. So then we, this is the scene that we sort of talked about in the beginning of the episode. So Luke is on the phone with Lorelai. So he gets up from the girl's table and the, because the phone rings and he takes the call with Lorelai. And this is where I was there. So in the <laughs> background are two, two radio guys, Jack and Stretch, and they're, they're fairly prominent background actors. Like it's really Luke. But you see them and the server comes up and they're fake eating and they're doing a very good job. And I, that's when I was the day that you shot that was when I met you and I was on the set either for the first time or maybe the second, but I was there that night. And I remember like we, we, we had that shared love of, um, uh, what was it? We had that shared love of that one song. What was that song? (laughs) It's a Rolling Stones. Oh, give me shelter. And we were like, and and you were singing that part where the girl comes out on stage and, and like really starts belting it out. You know, I was already you remember. I do and not. We, but I was you don't remember that you That's how we bonded. I, I remember that you were awesome. And I love that you remember Jack and Stretch and that you remember them being radio guys. 
and you were awesome. And I said to you, I'm going to call you in 18 years and we're going to do a podcast. We actually had a plan. I think it's, it was, I said, I'm going to call you in 14 years. We're going to do, right. we're going to do a podcast right. where we rewatch right. all these shows that you're yeah. shooting right now. She planned. Can you believe I knew? She, she knew you, she knew even back then. I will say, because it all did come flooding back. It's, it was an amazing experience to be on the set and just the, the bigness of the set, like meaning like it just went on and on and on. As you talked about, like you're really walking all around the lot. Well, we had the whole back lot at Warner brothers, the entire back lot at Warner brothers was stars hollow. I mean, it was an actual town. Yeah. Plus so three rad. sound stages too. So we had we had more real estate over there than any other production. Anything and more than ER, more than friends. Oh my more, god! Friends, yeah, yeah, more yeah. Than because everybody. it was so you did you, like ER is basically just in the hospital, right? And we had an outdoor set and we had indoor sets. So rad. it was yeah. Well, yeah. we'll talk more about that when because we're gonna have stretch on this week. So then we go to the pub, which is like oh god. <sighs> So we've got Jess with his great hair, Logan <laughs> being real Logan-y, and Rory. He has, he has pretty good hair, too. Come on, give him credit. He does. He does. He's got good and hair. The, I love the – what I wrote is I, I hate this, but I love it. I loved mm. the banter. I love how, oh, are you high school sweethearts? Rock around the clock, two straws and a milkshake. Like, they're all fiery. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Logan's the, but I get it. And it just was like, and then you get the confrontation between Jess and Rory, which is. Would you like me to pull up the the viral moment? Of course. All right. Keep talking. Yeah, but wait a minute. That conversation between Jess and and, and Logan in the the restaurant was epic. Totally. It was epic. Everything was epic. It was epic. Their conversation Rory and they Jess were measuring. Is epic. They were they, Logan you know, and Rory goes. is epic. Yeah, that no, definitely. But that, I mean, that's when Matt really shines. I mean, he just drives a scene so beautifully. And I agree. He's, he's quite skilled. I mean, he's really the real deal. Who know? says to who you're a little obsessed with length? He just Jess says that to Jess him. Says it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had that on my favorite lines list right. <laughs> With the, because he's talking about how long is the book. Yeah. Right. 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 Oh, it was so good. Um, okay, so do you want me to play it, Amy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play so it. this actually has over twelve thousand posts with this audio on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You? What do you mean? You know what I mean. I know you. I know you better than anyone. This isn't you. I don't know. What are you doing? Living at your grandparents' place? Being in the DAR? No, Yale. Why did you drop out of Yale? Anyone, this isn't you. Oh, that's so good. It's mainly the why did you drop out of Yale? Why did you drop out of Yale? Oh, so that's just an audio clip. There's no video (laughs) of that. Well, people make videos to that with TikTok. So there's like over 12,000 videos with that Different videos. Yeah. And then they write like little things or yeah 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 yeah. We'll I've post, seen we'll it on post, my TikToks. We'll so post much. one on Instagram. Yeah. So you think TikTok is in part responsible for the resurgence or the continuing surge of this show? That's a great question. Well, so and right now, or is it all like a hundred percent Netflix? No, no. TikTok. 
Well, it's also Taylor Swift at the moment. What? <laughs> Wait, what, what happened saying? with Taylor Swift? Oh, so there's so she's a huge Gilmore Girls fan. And really? Lauren Graham did an interview saying that she's like a huge Taylor fan and she listens to the song the second it drops at midnight. And there's a line in one of the vault songs that came out from 1989 saying 300 coffee dates later. And everyone is saying that it actually is a Gilmore girls reference. Mm. Uh, my mm. head is exploding. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't know that Amy. No, because I follow a lot of Gilmore Girls content, but I didn't see oh. this. So currently it's it's kind of this like Taylor is the biggest Gilmore Girls fan. She referenced this coffee dates um line in the vault track. And so and then Lauren came out and did an interview saying that she met Taylor and, and stuff like that. So oh my mm. God. And Scott, I think you're on to something though, especially right now with it being fall. Mm -hmm. Fall and Gilmore Girls. There are so many TikToks about like, mm -hmm. oh, it's fall. Time to rewatch Gilmore Girls again. <laughs> right, like, yeah, right, right, There's right. a lot yeah, of people like, that just watch it once a year in the fall. And, right. And right. then that's, restart. Yep. Yeah. And that's, and that's the predominant platform for what 30 and under, 25 and under is consuming. It's TikTok, right? 50 and under. I was going to say, 50, I'm on TikTok every night. <laughs> oh. Amy and I send stuff oh to God. each other. <laughs> Scott, you should get on TikTok. And let me tell you, if you ever like in a dentist office waiting for your appointment and you want it to feel like five minutes, just put your headphones on and TikTok it. Literally, you can suck away 45 minutes and it feels like <laughs> two. You're like, oh, crap. I just watched TikTok for an uh -huh. hour and a half. Uh -huh. like, yep. wow. Wow. That algorithm's <laughs> genius. Mine's yeah. Gilmore Girls, Bee Gees, and basically like Friends clips right now. Hmm. Well, I, I'll, oh I'll, my god, uh, we have to get Scott on TikTok and then see what I his algorithm so. does. I guess <laughs> Scott did a TikTok uh, when we were at iHeart Festival. Oh you, yeah, we need to do another TikTok with the. I'm remember so, Scott? Do you remember? Do you remember what the girls I, from from The Bachelor yes. who were big? Yeah, TikTok. Yes. Uh, Gilmore fans. Yes. Yep. Yes. I'm trying to get everyone to launch TikToks in 2024. So get <laughs> buckle up, Scott. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! 
I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so back on track here. We've so to me, just it's all so painful. So we have this painful scene, and then he says, Happy birthday. And it's just like, oh God. And then Logan and Rory, now we have their scene, and she's like, You were a jerk and you were an ass. And suddenly she realizes, like, what is she doing? And they're just drinking. And then I, I did admire Logan for saying, like, I didn't tell you to do this. Be a journalist, be a doctor, be a clown. Like, do you like mm-hmm. he's not trying to control her. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wrote 10, 10. This is a 10. I actually mm-hmm. I actually have something to say about that, Amy. I think the way per, the, the way that Logan worded it is you can do whatever you want. But the reason why I liked Jess's speech is I know you. This isn't you. Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. go to school. You want to do this. What are you doing with your life? When Logan's speech is more like. Do whatever you want. I'm not yeah, in charge of right. your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that speech is so important and popular. But also, I think that's why I think it really shows people why they like Jess over Logan. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great mm-hmm. moment because Logan is his speech is like, don't you see my life? Like, I got to go to Omaha with my right, dad. Right. And like, I want mm-hmm. you to do whatever you want. But I think that Jess is trying to get Rory back on track. And to be honest, I think he was the only one that could snap her out of it. I think so, too. Yeah. And he's very clear. The thing about Jess's speech is it isn't about Jess. And he's very clear Mm -hmm. it isn't about Logan. He says, this isn't about him. Mm -hmm. This isn't you. And Mm -hmm. she find he says, what are you doing? And she finally says, I don't. Yeah. You know, I I could actually see Dean coming back into her life as a friend and Mm -hmm. briefly and snapping her out of it, too. I just don't I think, think he sh- has the power over I, her. Like I don't Jess. think the Dean, uh, but pointing it out. No, no, I just, but I mean, I think she would, she would listen to anybody from her past that I she agree. was formerly intimate with who expressed some real care for her mm-hmm. and about her mm-hmm. uh, to snap her out of it. I don't but think I, it was like Jess think has with, the magic formula to 
snap her out of it. He, I, I agree with that, but I think in this moment, Jess was the boyfriend who would read books with her, and it, it, like they could talk about it. And I think mm-hmm. it's kind of more in the same pattern of of school and Yale because Jess was a smart guy. He just didn't. He was just kind of like the bad guy, you know, like he mm-hmm. didn't want to go to school, but he, he's so smart. He's so smart. Yeah. And I think that's why this made sense for him to come back and say that. Yeah. He, could, he might be smarter than she is. Yeah. Also, yeah. I, I've had this by my desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're biased. Okay. I know. I am a little biased. You're very biased. So, okay. So we briefly see, so, so then we, we, we got Logan and Rory and, you know, he calms down a little bit and he says, let's go. And she says, I don't want to go. And then he kind of throws the money at the tail. It's very yucky. I'm not going to lie. Like it's a yucky, it's a yucky scene. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. It's powerful, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. like, it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So then we see Emily at the door and we realize the bed is made and Rory's gone so that's kind of heavy. Then we go to Rory's. Sorry, we go to Lorelai's house. Luke wakes up. Lorelai's not there. He goes into Rory's room and we have that just beautiful, amazing, incredible scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't think- you guys think? She had been bottling that up for so long and she was trying to kind of play like, she can do whatever she wants, but. And the physical, yeah. like, Scott, the way you were, because you have words, but for me, it was like the physical of what you did in the scene. And it, I just was like, I love him. I literally wrote, I love Luke so much. He's so sweet. It, it's just like, I think why fans love you because mm-hmm. it's such an amazing scene. She's amazing. The dog's amazing. The whole thing is just like, oh my god! It was emotional. I I yeah. teared you're, up you're watching. Putting it. the dog's performance on the same level as <laughs> my performance and Lauren Graham's performance. Definitely third. Just, the dog's definitely just bottling third. all together, like the dog. See, this is why WC Fields has a fame flight. Never do scenes with dogs or children. <laughs> dogs pretty good. They'll steal. The they'll steal. They'll steal the scene from everybody. So. Um, she's crying i'm kidding you know that it's no of course it's just you were amazing in this episode and this scene in particular and she's really good in this scene lauren yeah well it's a very tender moment and words matter but behavior matters more so you have to support the words with behavior and it was a chance to be very tender with her and very supportive and loving and it's always nice to see that between a couple you know yeah very nice to yeah, see. Yeah, and it's so. like the decisions that both of you make that you know are yours. It's just, I, I don't know. I think maybe one of the reasons I love the couple of Luke and Lorelai is there's, it just feels so real. Yeah, so lot, real. I, I, I think a lot of people have those scenes. They relate to that because they live that with their pets and their pet gets sick and somebody, you know, somebody has to be comforted because the pet's sick. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like having a child. Yeah. But then when it segues from being about the dog and there's sort of this moment where we all, as the audience, we all realize like she's, Mm -hmm. of course she cares about the dog, but she's talking about Rory. And you know it too, but no one says it. And it's just like, it's all going to just, there's Mm -hmm. something about Luke saying it's going to be okay. That makes me go, it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. 
He's pretty strong. Luke's a pretty strong guy. Yeah. He's very, like, steady. Mm-hmm. At, at least so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Next week. Then we get to sort of what I get. Coming, but we'll get to it. <laughs> what I always say. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Scott's remembering. So I always say this about Gilmore Girls, and I know I beat it like a dead horse, but just when you think okay, the show's going to end, right? Like, because they could have ended the show on that scene with Luke and Lorelai. But no, we they go for the jugular and we get the scene between Emily and Rory that is just, I just wrote, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do yeah. you guys think of that mess? I mean, it's basically, she's treating her probably like how she treated Lorelai when she was a kid. Right. So- she even says, you're grounded when your father when gets your home. When your father gets home. Right. Yeah. A couple of slips there from. <laughs> it was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. You kind of yeah. saw why. And again, I don't I don't condone Rory's behavior. But with the way Emily's acting, you kind of get an insight on why Lorelai left. Yeah. Totally. I mean, Emily is like so psycho and so over the top about the whole thing about, you know, you don't know how to dress and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Rory's wearing almost exactly the same outfit as Emily, but I digress. <laughs> um, but she's just so over the top about the whole thing. And I, I definitely could see how year in and year out that would get old <laughs> quick. And I totally can understand why Lorelai would bristle against growing up in that environment. Yeah, I They're guess, just- I guess, I guess Lorelai grew up uh, being terrorized by that woman. Yeah, just so you know, I, I see I, it. Yeah. I, I, can, yeah. I can kind of see it now. Yeah. Because we are getting, you're right, Tara, we, we are getting a snapshot of what Lorelai's life was like and probably a very nice version of it. I mean, I think Emily, uh, as a younger woman with more energy, you know, 20 years right. prior was, mm-hmm. was twice as uh, horrifying, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah, and she's gotten worse the as the time has passed that Rory's Mm -hmm. been with them. Like in the beginning, it was Mm -hmm. like, "Here, have all these, you know, five trays of sweet rolls, and you know, let's redecorate your this whole house for you." And then she gradually was falling into that old pattern that she had with Lorelai. And you obviously, when she says, "You know, wait till your father gets home," then like she's just completely reverted back to her yeah that old pattern so it was an interesting progression so that's the part of rory's personality that is like lorelei that's yes yes you're right it's it's not the sarcasm but it's the backbone you're right Mm -hmm. it's the it's the strength in a situation like that you know yeah there's the lines I can't exactly remember, but she says like, you're being so much like your mother. And she says, you're really being like my mother's mother. Yeah. That was awesome. That was a good diss though. Talk about a smack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Best line of the whole I, show. It was so hard for me not to go to the next episode after that. <laughs> uh, and you're reminding me of my mother's mother. Uh, and we learned wow. she's moved in with Lane right now yeah so i kind of i mean i kind of like it it sounds weird but i kind of like that she went back to lane it's kind of like it's that best friend that doesn't matter how long you don't see them you'll always go back to them yeah Yeah. i sort of hope she was going to walk into the to lorelei's 
I yeah. knew she wasn't, but I sort but, of poked yeah. yeah, I get it. She's closer. Yeah, I think, yeah, think Lane was her only option at that point. She can't yeah. go to Logan's. She's no, not she ready to enough. go back to Lorelai. Like, where else is she? That's a good go? point. Paris, why the, did you the drop out of Oh, Paris. Deal. Yeah, that's true. I just want to have to tell the whole the, the whole story to Paris. I don't know. I, I was rooting yeah. for her to go back to TJ's if we could find TJ. <laughs> I want to see the guy. He makes me laugh. I want to see the guy. <laughs> I mean, oh, this episode is so phenomenal. That's why I'm like, season six gets a bad rap, but not yet. Uh, but what about incredible. Kirk? Yeah, show up at Kirk or show up at at at, at, at Babette and Murray. Oh, that's a slap yeah, in the face. That's too, that's too close. That's too close. Right next. She's like looking at it. Yeah, she's too oh, tall. Man. It would be all over town the next morning. Totally. Oh, Sleep hey, at uh, hey, yeah, Come on in here, Tuts. Yeah, you stay with me and Maury. Maury's he's big and young. <laughs> yeah. Just go ahead and rest oh. your pretty little head right there. Yeah. <laughs> what does every? I mean, every line. There's so many iconic lines in this episode. I um, need to drop out of Yale. That that has to be like that's that's that the one of the whole episode. I feel like I I have a a minor one. It's not quite as iconic, but I thought it was really funny when the the two soccer girls asked Luke to sponsor the team, and he said no. And then Lorelai says, "Wow, Oliver Twist asked for a little more gruel, and you kicked him <laughs> right in the junk." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did have a line from that. It was just, it was just Luke. I mean, wait, wait, Scott. You just, you just, you just said a line. You don't get a second line. It's Amy's turn. What are you doing? Well, I'm gonna no, give mine. I'll give mine to Tara. I'll give you're it. You're gonna no, give no, yours to Tara. Didn't, didn't you say the Yale one, Amy? Yeah. No? Somebody's got to keep order around here. Otherwise, <gasps> I got excited. Amy I like this episode. <laughs> Tara, favorite look, lines. Tara, you can have one extra because you weren't here well, last week. I think. Oh, okay, true. Mine is was uh, when Luke says, or sorry, Lorelai says. Oh, I heard that. Is it just as bad as seeing it? And Luke goes, now I think that girl's unconscious. <laughs> it was the it was like the delivery of it. It was so good. God, you have one? Why did you drop out of Yale? No, no. Mine is uh is the uh, Roy line to Emily and you remind me of my mother's mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, good it's one. a good one. It was a good yeah. one. No, that that just was a home run. Love that line. To me, yeah. What about you? What about you? I, I also love the line about the length. You seem very obsessed with length. <laughs> Stop it. I, I do like when you're yelling. From Shocking the that you love a Jess line the most. <laughs> I know for me, this episode is like, cause I'm a Logan. I'm team Logan, but this episode oh, is I'm team Jess. Yeah. Really? I'm team Jess in this episode. So, okay. What do I give it? I'm obviously 10, but 10, is this is this the episode where Rory got what she deserved? Mm. Hmm. She got a face full of Logan wrath and Jess wrath. She oh, got a face of. full of Jess wrath. She was getting it from both barrels. <laughs> hmm. I okay. I'm giving it ten burgers eaten by Jack and Stretch. <laughs> <laughs> they probably did eat ten. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it 9.5 blue soccer jerseys. Good. Mm -hmm. Tara. Oh, I was going the same. Um, I will give it 10. Wow. Wow. Beers at the pub. (laughs) A lot of beers. Um, I don't know. It, it, It was the first. I don't know. It didn't feel. 
there was something off about, I, we didn't really get into this in the beginning uh, when we got on. I, it, there's something on, uh, that felt a little off about it. Um, really? Yeah, for me. every Everybody was kind of unlikable and uh, not acting. The, the thing that saved it for me was the Luke and Lorelai stuff and, you know, some of the other stuff. But um, and it did produce some good scenes and all that, but it was just, it just seemed so heated and so... I don't know, just people not acting like themselves. Um, yeah, there was a lot of angst. It really was. I mean, it yeah, wasn't filled with humor the way it usually is. And I think Luke and Lorelai provided a lot of that humor. Those girl, little girls, soccer girls provided a lot of the humor. Uh, but it's, it's, there's usually more humor in, in this uh uh, in the in in an episode, so I'm you know I want to I'm not even going to give it a nine. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to say eight point seven two. Ooh, uh, eight point seven two. Um, I'm glad you added the two. <laughs> un un unconscious soccer girls. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. What's what's uh, next week? I know what's coming. I know what's a coming. What's what's the name of the episode? Yeah, next what week? is it? Oh no, I think I know what it is. Is it the prodigal daughter? Yeah, returns. Oh god. All right, Thank so god. that's episode nine. All right, <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, listen, join us next time for season six, episode nine. The prodigal daughter returns. Thank you, Suzanne French, Tara Sud, Amy Sugarman, my intrepid crew. And uh, all of you out there, appreciate your cards and letters and your DMs and your smoke signals and your TikToks and all that stuff. Keep it coming. Uh, love you guys. Best fans on the planet. And remember, we, I, am all in. Stay safe. Forget follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.